You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We are here live in Detroit. Uh, We're going to be here all week from 7 to 8 p.m. Today we have special guest Beige, tomorrow John Beltran, Thursday Marcellus Pittman, and Friday Eris Drew. And uh, every day interdimensional transmissions will be on right after us at 8. Today they have Billy Bob. Uh, But for now, let's get to Beige. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're kind of having our... Our first date on the air. <laughs> um, so a bit about your background. For people don't, don't know anything about you. Uh, you were telling me before the show, you came here from Melbourne four years ago. So just curious what it was exactly that brought you to Detroit. Um, I never have a great answer for that uh, because it was a very kind of impulsive and intuitive decision. Um, when I made the decision to move here, I'd never actually been. I didn't know anybody here. I didn't have any family here, Um, but I was really interested in Detroit and its legacy um, in terms of the political movements that have taken place here, the black power movement, the labor movement, of course, the musical legacy. Um, So it seemed like a place that would be kind of like interesting and fertile to be. So, um, yeah, I I landed back in California Uh, after leaving Australia. I bought a car and I drove it out here by myself and just kind of made it work and that's been probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Very interesting. So what, when you first got to Detroit, you said you knew nobody, but what were the, like, what were the early connections you made here in terms of, I guess, politics and music and mm-hmm. just friendships, whatever? How did you find your way here? I mean, uh, the, the very first people that I found here um, were some, some co-opers because I was looking to get more involved in the cooperative, uh, like kind of mutual aid community in Detroit, uh, if there was one, uh, because I had some experience in that. So I found um, a house of people, you know, like like-minded people um, through Craigslist. Uh, so wow, it was, it was pretty random. Um, yeah, I found them. I lived in that house for about six months. Uh, met some more people. Got more involved um, in like feminist community and politics in Detroit through Seraphine Collective. I eventually got involved with um, the Allied Media Projects community, which I'm still a part of. I work at Allied Media Projects as a grant writer. Um, and yeah, there's there's been this whole big overlap of like very politically active, politically minded people in Detroit who are also, you know, either into music or DJs or just love partying hard. So yeah, was the the politics really what brought you here and how, I guess, how were you involved in politics and activism before you came to Detroit? Because it sounds like you were, if that's a big part of what drew you here. Yeah, I was uh, very into, I would say, like, more protest activism in college um, in Austin. So um, doing a lot for, like, reproductive justice Uh, doing a lot for racial justice. Like I mentioned, I was in co-ops in college, uh, but it was all pretty like, you know, like formless. I I wasn't working at nonprofits um, or anything like that until I kind of came to Detroit and got more grounded in a community of people who had been doing movement work for, you know, 20, 30 years. Right. 
Um, so tell us a bit more about the, you say it's the Seraphine Collective? Mm-hmm. Seraphine Con- Collective? Seraphine Collective, yeah. Um, so uh, we are a group of feminists. Um, it was established in 2013 uh, as a music blog project, actually. Uh, at that point, mostly focusing on bands um, headed by women um, around the area. Uh, and about the time that I got involved, actually the way that I learned to DJ um, was through a workshop that they put on. Uh, that was specifically aimed at, you know, teaching women and gender nonconforming uh, people to DJ on vinyl. Um, this was the first workshop of the kind that they'd put on, and it was so successful. Um, you know, like, I'm a product of that, but it was so successful and so popular that the whole mission of the organization kind of changed and shifted to be about, uh, you know, using music in general, dance music in particular, Um, parties, community to like further the project of gender justice and of feminism in the city. And, you know, recognizing that here in Detroit, that's also uh, like really tied to racial justice and um, like black power and black liberation. Right. And is that how you first decided or got the idea in your head that you maybe wanted to be a DJ? Is this, or is this kind of dance music, electronic music, something that had been a part of your life before that? It was definitely a part of my life. I'd been going to um, to clubs and to festivals and, you know, going out a lot um, from my late teens. Um, that was a huge part of what I did for recreation, but it didn't actually occur to me that I could be kind of like on the other side Um that right. I would ever DJ or, like, you know, be behind the booth, um, really until I got here and joined Seraphine Collective and, like, realized that that was a skill that I could learn and that I could have access to a supportive community and, you know, borrow equipment and have people to ask questions. Right. So it's very cool that they were able to provide that yeah. for somebody. Yeah. And now here you are four I years mean, later. Yeah, it literally changed <laughs> the whole course of my life. Um, but not just me, you know, like... There were eight other people, seven or eight other people who learned with me in that cohort. Um, and we also managed to raise money um, the next year and, you know, into the current year to, I think at this point, that same program has trained like 25 people in the city. Um, and, you know, they're out, they're playing, they're changing the face of DJs in Detroit. Wow. That's mm-hmm. very cool to hear. So what um, what kind of musical alliances after the political alliances or I'm sure this is all connected in a way did you make like you were you were mentioning you had a DJ residency earlier just wondering how that all came about and where people can find you playing around town yeah so I have my own monthly um, it's called chaotic neutral it happens third Fridays um, at deluxe flux which is a a music venue downtown here in Detroit Um, and usually that's just myself and one other guest that I'll invite to come play with me, sometimes locals, sometimes people from other places. Um, that's been going since about um, August last year, uh, 2018. Uh, and other than that, you know, I play pretty frequently um, at venues around town. I play at Marble Bar pretty frequently. Um, I've played at Temple Bar, uh, Motor City Wine. I think in terms of other alliances, you know, I... Um, really love the Monday's the New Monday crew that throws a Monday party um, at Motor City Wine weekly. Um, you know, the, I don't know if if they really have a name, but, um, you know, the people who have thrown the art park parties over the last few years. Um, yeah, there's lots of great people kind of keeping 
if if you could call it that, the underground alive. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this a little bit before the show. And I know it's not the easiest question to answer, but I think you had some good thoughts on just like how you implement your kind of political agendas and beliefs into producing the events and playing at the events in Detroit and how all of that all of that really just ties together and works because it seems what seems to me that there's all these great opportunities for people in Detroit, but it's also um, not segregated in an interesting way. And you've got these really, truly diverse crowds showing up to the things you're doing and just curious how that all works and how, um, I don't know, you keep your politics and beliefs a part of the events that you're doing. I mean, I think there's a few levels. Um, You know, number one is... Uh, making sure, you know, if if I'm throwing a party with Seraphine Collective or even if I'm just, you know, planning who I want to show up to my own events, my own parties that I throw um, every month is, you know, making sure that my lineups and my booking uh, reflect the actual diversity or the actual makeup of all the people like playing and making good music that I know of. Um, right. So in terms of gender and race and all sorts of other things. Um Age even, I guess, oh, is a big absolutely. thing in Detroit. Yeah, that's really big, especially when it comes to like who comes to your shows. Like, you know, if the the middle aged black ladies aren't showing up to your party, then like, how good of a party yeah. is it here anyway? Um, yeah. yeah, I think you know, booking is one level. Um, making sure you know where you're even like advertising the party or like the the channels that you're marketing through, um, that you're not just marketing um, towards you know like middle class or like well off like you know white creatives is really important um a lot of people in detroit don't have internet access so you can't just rely on social media right um that's really interesting yeah yeah (laughs) you know 40 percent i think was the last statistic that you know 40 percent of people in detroit don't have an internet connection so that that's important to keep in mind yeah that's that's almost hard for me to wrap my head around coming from new york but like what so how um, I mean, I used to do this when I first started my parties before everybody was online, but how are you, what steps are you taking to reach those people? Um, I think, you know, good old school, just like flyering yep. is really important <laughs> yeah. still here. Um, but mostly things happen through word of mouth, honestly. Um, and in that sense, it's really important to have like authentic connections to a bunch of different communities. Um you know, things, everything happens through relationships here. So if the only people that you talk to are like white or young, then that's the only people who are going to show up to your party. Right. That's your community then. Yeah, exactly. So, so just kind of having a broader community in general helps. Yeah. 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 That totally makes sense. And that totally works. Yeah. Um, And you mentioned you've done a little bit of I know this is still new to you, but you've done a little bit of traveling to mm-hmm. DJ, and you mentioned you played some shows in New York. Um, mm-hmm. How did that go? Is that exciting for you? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Um, it was super exciting to be able to play music to a packed club. Um, you know, I think in Detroit, you get used to, like, smaller crowds, even, like, a party that goes really well. You know, you're lucky to have, like, 50, 75 people there. Right. Um, and, you know, here I was, like, playing to a crowd who was packed, like, shoulder to shoulder until 4 a.m. Like, you don't get that experience super often. So that was refreshing and energizing. Um, yeah, I played at Bossa Nova. 
at uh, Mood Ring, a couple of other smaller um, venues and bars in New York. I recently played um, a radio rave party in Philadelphia, which was amazing. Um, you know, old school warehouse style rave that just went until sunrise. Again, you don't get that experience super often here. Right. And um, another thing to talk about, we you were saying before the show, and I think you mentioned in the interview briefly that you have, uh, is it like a full-time day job working yeah. on the grant writing? <laughs> so maybe just speak a little bit to how that can tie into just what you decide to do and also not to do in your music career. Yeah, I mean... So I, I work full-time as a grant writer for Allied Media Projects, like I, I mentioned earlier, AMP. Um, and so on the one level, like literally half the people in my office are also DJs. So there's a big understanding of like, you know, what it takes to have an art practice and flexibility and all that. So I'm really lucky in that regard. But also having, you know, a steady day job, a source of income that isn't tied to what I do with music allows me to really be free to pick and choose what I play and don't play. Um, which, you know, is good because then I'm not making the consideration uh, based on whether I can make rent the next month. So everything right. that I play, every single thing that I choose to do, opportunity that I accept um, is because I actually want to do it. And that's really important, too, for, I think, avoiding burnout. Um, you know, this is still joyful for me. It's still... right. It's fun. It's fulfilling. You're not looking at it as the way it's to not a grind. pay your rent. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm always telling artists, especially young artists, that I think that's truly important. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you're blessed also to have a day job that you really Definitely love. Definitely blessed. Yeah. Which makes it um, a lot better. Um, so before we get to you DJing, which I'm very excited to hear, um, do you want to shout out the gigs you have in Detroit this weekend for Movement Weekend? Yeah, um, I'm playing two, I guess, Movement pre-parties uh, this coming Thursday. Um, so my partner and I are playing a back-to-back set at uh, Burt's Warehouse for their Backstage House Sessions Glow Party. Um, you know, and that'll be headlined by you know some Detroit legends, Rick Wilhite, Mike Huckabee, the list goes on. Um, Those are some true legends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of them around here. Um, <laughs> then the uh, the second party I'm playing that night is a Club Tropicana at Marble Bar. I'll be playing back-to-back with Charles Trees, uh, which is always fun. We always have a good time. Um, and then on Sunday, I will be at uh, Briggs. Yeah, Briggs Rooftop. For the Clave House Elixir Day Party, I play 12.30 to 2.00, um, and then I'll be heading straight over to Pizza Plex in southwest Detroit um, for the Seraphine Collective Slice Party, which we're hosting in collaboration with Working Women from New York. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. So we're really excited to have them. We also have Kiernan Laveau playing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. It's a busy weekend for you. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. It's going to be hectic. Yeah. So um, I guess with that, are you ready? We have about 45 minutes left here. Want to hear you play some music? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into the mix with Beige. We're here on The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We'll be here until the top of the hour. So stay tuned. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio we've been in the mix with beige very nice set um couple announcements stay tuned for billy bob on interdimensional transmissions next and nomadico on underground resistance after that we're back here tomorrow at 7 p.m with john beltran and then on thursday we have marcellus Pittman, and friday eris drew and to quickly shout out our party on monday the bunker at tangent gallery with wada garashi and patrick russell Carlos Dufront and Silent Servant, Antennas and Erica, Mike Servito and myself, and Abby Etveri and Rao. Thanks again for listening. This has been The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Said when I was 15 years old, and I thank God for him. I'm getting up.